0: Hey guys, it is Jason, your host, Whatsoever's True, and it has been a while, I do apologize, and we're back today with, it's pretty big news, is Tucker Carlson was of course fired from Fox News, and I'm saying fired, even though we don't know the whole story, but it let's not mince words, that's basically what it was it's not very common for, say, a football team to bench their starting quarterback. I mean, imagine the Patriots just dumping Tom Brady for no reason whatsoever, and he's playing well. I mean, Tucker Carlson was that good on on Fox News in his time slot. He was just completely obliterating the competition, and his, therefore, being let go begs the question as to why. Obviously, the, the scuttlebutt is that Murdoch, Mr. Murdoch, the owner, was was unhappy with him and he was bringing up some things that that he preferred not be talked about and there we go so he's gone and i wanted to talk about that from the christian perspective because obviously we can get the the worldly perspective as much as we want but the idea always here and the goal here is to be able to take the principles of scripture and apply them to all the particulars in life that's what we're trying to do and being renewed in our mind not conformed to this world requires careful thought it requires introspection and we shouldn't be looking at the bible isolated from the world we should be using the light of the bible the light of scripture like a flashlight and shining it on a very dark world and not thinking of our own mind as the final standard of truth right that's that's always the the premise here and so let's dive in why is the firing of tucker carlson from Fox News, a very dangerous precedent. Why is it a sign of the encroaching tyranny that comes, consequentially, when people turn away from God and his word as the final authority? Here's why. Free speech is a mark of, a, of life in a fallen world because mankind is not in and of itself truth, and man doesn't know truth without reference to God. Therefore, man is thinking God soughts after him, right? As I just said, we're thinking analogically, as Cornelius Van Til would say, not univocally. We are not the standard of truth. He is. God is. Therefore, the squelching of free speech is a very dangerous precedent since we are not the standard of truth. And we are not God. We must not, we must not dislike free speech. We must reason and debate. That's what the, the apostles did all throughout the book of Acts. That's what Jesus did. He moved around and he preached. Of course, he healed as well. But he allowed people to question him. When you think of the pattern of, of, of Christianity, you think of an, if, if you haven't allowed the world to define Christianity for you, and this is always a, a, a thing that we must, must be vigilant against to fight the good fight, is that Christianity is not an intolerant religion. God is intolerant of sin, and he's dealt with sin through Christ on the cross so that man could, we could be saved by faith alone, right? But... He's tolerant every day of sin. Think about what what's going on. It's right now, as I'm as I'm recording this. The sun is shining. It's a beautiful day, and I can see outside my window. I can see a wonderful breeze, and and all of these green leaves flowing back and forth. And God's wonderful creation, testimony to His divine nature and eternal power. And He's sending all of this beauty and all of this tranquility upon the just and the unjust, as He as as the Lord says in Matthew. God's kindness and forbearance are meant to lead us to repentance. That's Romans 2, chapter, uh, chapter 2, verse 4. And and what's happening is our hard and impenitent hearts are storing up wrath because we're rejecting that. We're taking the mercies and the beauties of God for granted and calling him a liar. So back to Tucker, that, that's the theological uh, back, backing of this, since we're not God and we're fallen, and therefore because we're fallen, we are not, obviously, not only are we not the truth, his word is, not only that, but we're also very prone to error, and so we must encourage free speech so that we do hear competing ideas. That's an absolute in a Christian world, and you saw it in the book of Acts. You see it in the Gospels. the The, the Gospel is never coerced. It is preached. The preaching happens in a free society where people are literally free to discuss, debate, and, yes, disagree. So, um, here's the scripture text of it, if you will. Uh, just to get, get our minds around this very clearly. It is from Romans 3. Well, none is righteous. No, not one. I mean, no one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave, and they use their tongues to deceive. The venom of Asp is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. In their path are ruin and misery. And, and this is a critical thing, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. So, we bring that up. I bring this up because what's clearly happening in the the Western culture right now is you're having this this buzz of disinformation or hate speech, and no one's really defining that. Uh, a direct threat would be a problem. If somebody directly threatens someone else's life or safety, then clearly that is that is something that can be perceived as a threat. That's not that's not speech in the sense that we say protected speech. And I'm not, even, I'm not even comfortable with that term because the idea that there's protected speech means that it is in some way, shape, or form not an inherent right given to us by the Lord. What, what I w- want you to think about as Christians is that God has given all of us a, a not just a right, a responsibility to seek him and the truth through his word. As Christians, we are to be professing the gospel. We are to go and make disciples of all nations and go forth and and correct and rebuke and exhort. That is all predicated on free speech. And free speech, of course, is predicated on the fact that mankind is owned only by the Lord, not the state. So what happens here with Tucker Carlson is Tucker Carlson brings up some, some issues like this uh Ukraine war. he doesn't agree with the main narrative on the Ukraine war. he believes that the United States is is not being fully truthful and the, and the rest of the media are engaging in propaganda or sloppy journalism and and so forth and 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 because of that they're increasing the risk of a massive war, a much larger war with Russia over something that is a an issue, that doesn't really concern us now that is whether you and i agree with that or not is is not the point that is literally tucker carlson's right and it's a very it's a valid point and i can either if i disagree with it i cannot slander him that is that is a sin i must not call him names what right that's a sin i can and must if i disagree make a case against his argument if i'm so inclined if i don't care then i just move on no big deal right so those are my responsibilities like i said we have responsibilities from the lord to engage in truth seeking everybody likes to talk about their rights and they don't like to speak of it in terms of their responsibilities that's that's sort of the american sin in christianity of thinking of ourselves as these islands of autonomy right i'm a free person and we become very hyper independent um, yeah, that, that, that's okay. in so far as it goes, and I'm going to agree with someone who is a free speech advocate more than I would someone who is a, a woke sir on the other side of that. But the motive of it is the key. We have to have free speech because we're sinners and I have no right. And I have limited authority, right? I have no right to, to stop you from speaking. Now, Does Fox have a right to let Mr. Carlson go? Of course they do. That's not the point. What I'm what I'm making a case of is there's less and less tolerance for dissent. And another another issue, Mr. Carlson had a a whole report on the January 6th so-called insurrection, and what we saw was not what we were told by the Democrats. That that was completely in opposition to the all of the 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 caterwauling about an insurrection, and and people were in jail. Some of them released since then, I believe, because of the videos. They're in jail based on what were clearly falsehoods, and the video shown, showed that. So was Tucker Carlson then maligned for that? I believe it was. I believe that, that Alexandria Casio cortez uh, AOC, it has said that he's, he's a hateful person and his violent speech and he, he needs to get kicked off the air and they're trying to boycott him. That, that's unchristian. Go out and make an argument against him. But it is unchristian to make moves to sort of stop somebody from, from from being able to exercise their responsibility before the Lord to seek the truth. Now, the Tucker Carlson was was he always right or and is AOC always wrong? Frankly, that's irrelevant to this to this conversation. What's relevant is simple that human beings are fallen and the word of the Lord is true, and every man's a liar. And so, <laughs> in this regard, is that my opinion is only going to be valid as far as it goes in, in agreement with Scripture. So, this whole stuff about disinformation is, is, a, is coming to question, begs the question, according to what standard? According to the Democrat standard? You would think that Democrats, who, are, who call themselves liberal... And they're not the real liberals are christians who who believe in liberty that's where we should we should be approaching it from protect the right of other people to say things that even are objectionable to us that's what paul and the apostles did that's what jesus did jesus did not instantly strike people down when they when he was questioned he did respond vigorously and confidently, and with truth, in his dust-ups with the Pharisees, obviously he did. He uh, he he did. He wasn't in agreement with with Pilate. Watch that. Watch that debate. But not only that, but Jesus never, in his in, in his interview with Pilate, did he dispute Pilate's rightful authority with Rome. It was still given to him by God. But Jesus respected that. Paul and the apostles did the same thing in. And throughout the book of Acts, and throughout the rest of the New Testament. So what's happening with, with Tucker is a very dangerous precedent because it's, it's showing the true colors of sin. When when people, and I'm, I'm saying mainly the left here, have almost unilaterally rejected God and his word as, as the final authority in life, what they do is they, is they turn towards totalitarianism. They must once we embrace the anarchy of sin, that there is no moral authority over us, there is no God over us, the minute we do that, we then unwittingly, in many cases, turn to a false God in the state. And so this is where this whole disinformation thing is coming from. Is, think of the irony of this, guys, think of this, is that you, the one side, the left, encourages more and more people to vote. They want more and more people voting and they call that democracy. Okay. But then on the other hand, they want these people to vote and to be voting. You're supposed to be able to weigh the issues competently and logically uh, without undue emotional bias. But they need to be protected, these voters, from information that's flawed. They can't make up their own mind. They can't weigh different arguments. Isn't that interesting? In and of itself, that shows you that that's that is it that is a self defeating argument that shows the lie of, of the, the modern left is that they don't believe in, in liberty, they do not believe in, in, in you know, democracy, they believe in totalitarianism. They want to control the narrative, they don't want certain things questioned, they don't want con- consent, uh, or I'm sorry, they don't want a contending viewpoint out there in which they have to answer. They don't want any accountability. And I'll go all the way back to this for, for a private point is that the book of Proverbs is replete with references to scoffers. The scoffer is someone, if you, if you look at, at Proverbs 12, is, is uh, he who loves discipline, right, is wise. So That's a person that, that is going to grow. You love, you take correction, you are teachable. But he who hates correction is, and God isn't calling people names, he's, this is a clinical definition, is stupid. What is the difference when you look at Matthew 18 and Jesus puts down the pattern for church discipline and for being able to correct a brother in Christ? And the difference between a brother in Christ and someone who's excommunicated is simply this. Are they teachable? Are they correctable? The scoffer will not take correction. And in fact, on the, on the slightest provocation, they heap abuse upon the person who is trying to correct them and that's you know proverbs 9 look at just look read the chapter which leads to proverbs 29 verse 1 i know i'm jumping around quite a bit here but read this the scopper who refuses correction is eventually going to run into a catastrophe those are people who will not go to churches they you know they're never in church on sundays because there's always a problem right there's always something wrong with that church and it, they will not sit under faithful preaching. They will not humble themselves. They're either church hopping, or they just won't go. They live according to the rule of self, and uh, they're always an expert on what's wrong with everybody else in the world, and you see this in the Christian right, who are, are adamant that Joe Biden is, is you know just a couple shades shy of, of Beelzebub, and, and very quick to, to offer criticism, but they will not be corrected themselves. And now I heard of one church, uh, pastor jeff durbin tells a story of a controversy that started within his church years ago over the movie star wars star wars came out and one member apparently was was adamant that no christian should go see the movie and so he was starting a con or she was starting a controversy and then when the pastors approached him with the subject saying for the unity of christ we love you however this isn't a this isn't the hill to die on let's let's knock that off this person picked up the tent and, and his toys and marbles and, and went his own way and, and uh, left the church. That person is a scopper. They refuse correction. Well, so you see that in a small area of very divisive people who refuse instruction. They don't like authority. And this is the very thing that tears families apart, tears friendships apart. Uh, it, it, it breaks the unity of churches far and wide. Um, well, it's the same pattern. Pride. That's that's in the modern left right now. They've got the power. They don't like anybody contending with that. They do not like to hear any any dispute on what they believe to be true. So if they believe that 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 January sixth was insurrection, they don't want to hear any evidence or see any evidence to the contrary. They don't want anyone to disagree with them. And the people who are supposed to be most tolerant are the least tolerant. They're always talking about this, but they they refuse to accept it. And Tucker Carlson is the latest flashpoint. They have literally tried to do everything they can to shut him up and get him out of there. That is why, if you keep noticing the left, because of pride and sin, and pride and sin cannot take correction. That is always a hallmark of sin. It's pride. It refuses any correction. They are unteachable and therefore they do not allow dissent the stronger they get the more power they get they are going to abuse it and they will refuse to let anyone else get a word in edgewise and there you go that's what that's where we're going with that and obviously the 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 intent of the left is to not let anyone dis- dispute with them they they want a monolithic one voice of all all is all as npr msnbc cnn that kind of thing that's why they've always hated fox be, Fox Fox was a really the lone major network that wasn't towing the complete liberal line and that is just completely unacceptable to them so anyway as Christians we must support free speech we will dispute with and we can contend with we can we can argue against leftist points and woke points all the time but we're always respectful uh, we always respect authority. And insofar as that doesn't cause us to sin, let's say if you're an employee someplace and you work for a bunch of people who are who are um, woke, as long as they don't they don't demand that you you violate your own conscience by by proclaiming something that you believe is sinful, that the Bible clearly preaches is sin. They don't demand that you applaud that. You're, you're fine there. Still, still respect your bosses. That, that's very clear in Scripture that. That, that servants must obey their masters uh, as if under the Lord and 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 regard them as as worthy. The same thing here with Joe Biden. You'll hear in this podcast and in and in my blog. I, I will dispute with him. I will disagree with him. But I will not call him names. We cannot do that. We cannot go out that on on that limb as Christians and and violate the word of the Lord. The very clear word of the Lord is to bless those who persecute you. That's uh, hard. So this is, a, this is a, a, a great moment for us to, to pray to the Lord for Tucker. I think that he brought up that this is a theological issue. This is spiritual warfare. It's no longer about politics. And I would argue that it's always been about theology, but that's another story for another day. Um, but anyway, be encouraged. Don't be discouraged. Be encouraged that, that this is what happens in, in a world gone over to sin, that, that God is still God. He is still on the throne you know he's not he's not wringing his hands trying to figure out what to do next he is a sovereign god and this is part of our sanctification and it's part of our joy to live live in this in this age where we get to speak the truth to people who even within the church right don't quite understand these points they don't understand how the doctrines of sin and grace affect even something like this like free speech so anyway i hope this was helpful and i'll catch you guys later bye